Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marcellina. Joining me again is Dairyfield AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Chris, how are you doing today? Joe, I'm doing great, man. I don't know. I don't know if you saw my Instagram post the other day, <laughs> but uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good right now. It just feels right to be back out on the turf again. Uh, the, the weather's been great, and uh, you know, I, I got we'll get into it in a little bit here. But I got a great group of kids. I'm excited different expectations but we're having a lot of fun and uh yeah i'm just thrilled to be back man i'm, I'm so sure good. i'm sure a lot of other people listening did did see that that too uh i i meant to ask is that actually you in the video or or is that because <laughs> it looked a little like you that that was coach hetler maybe god i was gonna say that I, I, that's I'm afraid some... to say how long ago yeah, that was that yeah. might be like that might be like 15 years old around right the now. around the same time as your headshot that's on the uh the dairy field uh 15 your, years your ago i know page, i yeah. like i was 15 in that picture but uh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, if you haven't if you haven't checked that out though, I highly recommend uh, um, just to, to feel the excitement of uh, of the start of, of spring sports. Go check that out. If you uh, can't laugh at yourself, who can you laugh at, right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, so this season, uh, we'll be posting the podcast at nh-highschoolsports.com on Thursday mornings. So uh, put that reminder on your calendar if you haven't done so already. Uh, and you, as always, you can send us your questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at NHHS Sports. Uh, and, you know, we're still uh, we're getting closer to the start of the season, obviously. Um, you know, as you're listening to this, it's, it, it is April 1st. Uh, not, I'm not kidding. Uh, you know, so make sure you, you actually change your calendar. Um, but we're getting as we get closer here, uh, you're t- running out of time to sign up for one of our uh, special lacrosse memberships. Uh, of course, we're doing two different ones this year, one that will give you just access to stories that are on the site, the other membership, the Lacrosse uh, Membership Plus, uh, not only gives you access to the site, but you also get our uh, preview magazine, the uh, yearbook, and also this year we're going to continue doing. Uh, we we did those senior pages last year for the class of 2020, but this year I want to open it up to uh, to everyone. Uh, so by signing up for that, you also get yourself a page in the yearbook. So uh, that'll be a I hope a fun uh, little package that uh, a lot of people are interested in. So you can go to nh-highschoolsports.com, click on the membership tab at the top of the page, uh, and and find out more information on that. And uh, you know just make sure you do it soon because as I said, we're uh, we're coming up here. This the season starts in, uh, in in what eleven days, right? First day to play, April twelfth. I mean, there'll be get, there'll be some good games. I think. What are we talking? About? Uh, isn't there is there Nashua got, South? Yep, Nashua Exeter? South and Exeter on on that Monday, and I believe uh, Saint Thomas and Dover um, are also starting up on Monday. Uh, not there are not a ton of games on that first day, but um, but a couple of good ones. So there we go. So ready to roll. We did D1 last week. We're going to look at D2 boys this week. Uh, before we get to that, uh, we'll do our little uh, college check-in here. Weren't a lot of games last weekend, Joe, with with a lot of local guys. But, uh, you know, Dylan Arant continues to, to fill up the stat book there. UMass had a big 16-11 win over Hofstra. He went 3-1 and one in that. Um, and then two teams that we've talked about a lot actually with local flavor actually uh, played each other this weekend. We had Bryant and Merrimack playing each other. Great game. One goal game. Bryant ended up winning 11, 10, uh, Mason Druin first career hat trick. Uh, ben Abladian had two goals. Nate Liberty went 50% at the X. Uh, and then on Merrimack side, Drew Haley chipped in with a goal there. So, uh, you know, a great, great game there. And that's and their, the, um, uh, that's their second game of the year too. They played a couple, couple weeks ago. And I think, Bryant won a little more handily, so that's good to see for Merrimack that they uh, you know, closing the gap a little that, bit. Yeah, yeah, I think that's going to lead into kind of some interesting things that you might see on the the boys' high school side this year with with teams playing each other yeah, twice yeah. within you know three or four days. You're you're probably going to see some you know you see some big drastic turnarounds more probably so than you saw in basketball during the winter. And, and there was you a know, lot. In a sport like, yeah. yeah, in a sport like lacrosse. You know, if you can you can make some adjustments fairly quickly, and uh, you know have a, have a chance to see some 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 big swings, you know, in those games. So uh, something to keep an eye on this spring, definitely on the high yeah, school absolutely. side. You know, and then finally uh, the the AJ Fox fan club train keeps keeps <laughs> rolling on here. Uh, you know, I, I sympathize with them. I was in a similar position my junior year at Colgate, where the team was just not scoring a lot of goals and. I was playing pretty well, but, you know, you, you just like as much as you love the individual success, you want to see your team get some wins. And he had a tough one. They lost 13 to three to Army. But again, 16 saves in the loss, 55 percent on the day. 
Um, so he, he's continuing to play really well there. So Excellent. small, small sample size for our, for our New Hampshire guys this week, but still some big results there and uh, happy to see, happy to see him go um, uh, continue to do well on the, uh, on the women's side. I want to, uh, I'm going to highlight uh, just one team this week. Cause again, I, there wasn't uh, it didn't feel like there was a lot going on this past weekend. Um, you know, at least among a locals playing in college, but the uh, team I want to look at is uh, the Iona uh, women's team. Um, they picked up their first win of the year uh, with a uh, 16-13 win over Niagara. And uh, kind of the, the star of that game was uh, someone you're very familiar with, uh, a, a Dairy Field alum, uh, Maddie Kochenik. Uh, she had five goals in that game to lead uh, Iona. And uh, she's actually their, their like second leading scorer on the season uh, with nine goals, two assists. Um, she started all five games for them so far this year. Uh, you know, they're, they're just one and four on the season. Uh, like I said, that was their first win. Um, and she's, uh, she's got a couple other New Hampshire, uh, uh, graduates on that team with her. Uh, another one, uh, from Pinkerton, Carly Young, uh, she's getting, uh, quite a bit of playing time starting on defense, uh, for the Gales. Um, and then, uh, Merrimack's Amber Brewster, uh, she actually got into, into her first, saw her first action, uh, this past weekend, uh, in that win over Niagara. Well, that's awesome. That, that, that doesn't surprise me a lot that Maddie's having success. She was a great athlete while she was here at Dairy Field, uh, All-American, and just, uh, you know, really, really good teammate and lacrosse player. And so it doesn't, doesn't surprise me. Um, always one of the most in-shape uh, players that we had here at Dairy Field. So it does not surprise me that she's, she's having success up there at all. So congrats to her. That's awesome to see. Yeah, I should, should mention, too, um, you know, she, the five goals, two assists in that game, too, uh, on eight shots. Uh, so that's, that's what pretty, you like uh, to see. Yeah, efficient. Pretty, pretty efficient day. Uh, all right. So we, as we we uh, kind of plugged last week, uh, this was going to be our uh, D two boys preview week, and um, we are going to just just start flying right into this because uh, I- unless you haven't looked, um, you know, I, I'd say what half the half the boys lacrosse teams in the state are in Division two this year. At least it feels that way. Maybe a third. Maybe that's a little closer. Uh, 23 teams in Division Two this year, and uh, we'll just give you a, give you a quick rundown uh, of those teams uh, in alphabetical order uh, this year. So we've got uh, Alvern, uh, Bow, Co Brown, Conval, Dairyfield, Goffstown. Uh, like we mentioned last week, moving down uh, from Division One, you had Hanover, Hollis Brookline, uh, John Stark, Keene, Kennett, Kingswood, Manchester Central. Uh, Memorial West, so a uh, another co-op year uh, for the two Manchester schools. Uh, Merrimack Valley, uh, Oyster River, which for the first time uh, this year is is uh, co-oping with Newmarket, so Oyster River Newmarket. Uh, Pembroke, Portsmouth, Spalding, St. Thomas, uh, and also down from Division One, Timberlane, uh, Wyndham, and Winnicott. Got that? Everybody, everybody wrote that down, so they uh, quite they, the they... Uh, quite the list there, yeah. <laughs> Uh, there'll, there'll be a quiz later on uh, on on who's in Division Two. It might be actually easier to, to go over who's not in Division Two. <laughs> it might be easier to go over who's not in Division Two. So. Uh, so I think I think you know we uh, we're ta- you know going into the division. You're you're you've got a, a four-time defending champion there. Um, I think that's probably where we got to start is with uh, your Dairyfield squad. Sure, we can we can do that, Joe. All right, uh, you know. It, we talked about in 2019, we had a great group. We, we graduated that group. And then last year we were going to have a, a really nice core again. And, and they graduated. And, um, well, you tell me, Joe, what do you, what do you expect so, from us this year? <laughs> I expect, uh, I expect nothing less of a fifth than a uh, fifth, uh, championship in a row, another undefeated season. Come on. No, no pressure, <laughs> no pressure you. at all. Appreciate You're that. welcome. Um, well, you know, the, the big thing for you guys is I remember we talked, uh, you and I talked a lot, uh, leading up to, you know the the shutdown last year was what what you guys were going to do in goal having um you know three uh you know varsity caliber goalies of course with uh, Ryan Caparelli coming back for you guys you've got a little playing time as a sophomore uh but then you also got uh uh Jackson Snyder and yep. uh Liam Hill who both came into the school as juniors last year um and and I th- I just I find it very interesting or or intriguing that that this was a conversation we were having last year and I imagine that if you had told yourself in late February of last year, by now you would have said you'd had something figured out. You know, you'd have had a year to go through it, and and you're kind of it was like every like everything else put on pause. So I'm 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 interested to hear how that or see how that kind of shakes out. Um, 
you know, and then, um, you know, I remember a couple of your guys um, standing out as sophomores from that that season two years ago. Uh, Ryan Etzo, uh, Chaz Dean, um, and and Chaz is a guy I you know I'm seeing him in indoor. He looks like he's put in a ton of work, not just you know lacrosse wise, but but just in the weight room. He looks like he's gotten a lot bigger. Um, you know, Will Mancini. Um, I don't remember if he got a ton of playing time as a a sophomore, but I remember him seeing him out there uh, on defense. Uh, maybe not a little on offense. Did he play a little on um, both sides of he the field? He played both. Yep. Yeah, he that's played, what I thought. He played both short, and he was sort of a he was sort of a do it all guy for us. If uh, if you remember the kid that we had a while ago, Brian Schwab, who, yep. who did yep. somewhere would play short stick, would play long pole, uh, just a, just a really good athlete. And uh, so Will Will's gonna Will's gonna look to do that again. He's probably gonna be a little more primarily on defense this year, but uh, again, probably one of the guys that we feel that can match up with uh, just about anybody in terms of foot speed and other things like that. So yeah, definitely, you know, I think he hit the nail on the head with, with returning guys there. Chaz has put in the work. He's, uh, he's going to be, you know, we're expecting him to be a matchup problem for teams as well as uh, Ryan Etzo, who, um, you know, again, committed to, uh, to Nazareth to play next year. Um, again, tip in my, in my opinion, both those guys, we're, we're going to lean on them and, and they're capable of taking over games for us this year. Um you know, in, in terms of, you know, other guys that we're looking to step up uh, from that from that class, Kyle Carpentier, uh, going to be going to, again, be a good two way midi for us. Very good in the face off X um, looking to looking to get uh, Colby Muse and, and Cole Gersh, two guys that have played both attack and mid for us in the past. They're, they're going to step up. Uh, Andrew Wold, big, tall, rangy defenseman, good feet. Uh, he's going to play a major role for us this year. Um, and then we had a kid who I was excited to get on the field last year who didn't have a chance, Quinn Silvio, another guy who's really put some time into the weight room um, and, and looking to break out as a sophomore this year. Um, we, had a, we had a junior transfer in, Evan Coat, uh, who, who we're, we're not really sure if he's going to be an attackman or midi yet, but, but good stick skills there. I uh, mean, you know, we've, we've got a lot of freshmen and sophomores that we just don't know where, where they're going to fit yet, you know, and what they're going to do. We've got guys like Chili Cabot, Alex Murray, guys that have, that have played at a high level in club programs that, you know, um, we're, we're hoping that they can be big contributors for us this year. We, we don't really know yet. Um, we've got another guy kind of like, um, kind of like Will Mancini in, in Dugan Little, who, uh, who's going to play both midfield and in uh, pole for us. So we've got a lot of pieces, but like other teams, we just don't, we just don't know where they're going to fit yet. Right, you know, yeah. and how well we, we we're starting a week later. Uh, we didn't have the preseason two days, things like that. So, you know, we um, we're just going to have to see. And I guess if there's ever a year for it, uh, this is the year, because, you know, as we've said, like these games are kind of all scrimmages and we've got the luxury of kind of figuring things out uh, as, as we go along. So but, you know, you know me, I'm as competitive as anybody. buddy. So uh, I want to win. I want to win some games. Yeah, was, we're going to give it our shot. To, we're going to give it our best shot to do that. I was going to say, like, uh, I know I know we keep saying that and I know essentially that's what it's going to come down to in terms of seeding and all that. But I. I can't imagine there. I, you know, I, I feel like the same thing happened in you know basketball season, football season. You know, there's there's not a lot of coaches that are stepping and players too stepping on the field, going, well, you know, it's okay. I, I dropped that ball. I you know, it's yeah, it's just a scrimmage. Uh, I don't I don't know if you're I don't know if you're a real competitor if you if you if you have that. <laughs> it's hard to you, yeah, you know you, yeah. like you said you step on the field and your natural instincts start taking over and if there's a if you're playing for points, then you want to win, right? That's that. That's the point of uh, that's the point of going out there and competing. Absolutely. So I, I agree with you. Yeah. Um, but in the, in the nice thing is, though, if mistakes do happen or we have to figure things out, that it, it won't. It, it isn't like a normal year. So, but uh, but yeah, I think uh, you know, leading into that, I think um, you can probably you. Well, see what you think, but probably some of the usual suspects uh, at the top here, and then some teams that maybe we haven't haven't seen in a while, maybe with some opportunities this year in the league as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think the first place, you know, maybe maybe I would go. Um, I, again, it, like you said, it's it's tough in some ways because there's going to be teams that are, are filling in a lot of spots that we, you know, they may not even know, let alone us, like who's going to be where. But um, I think the team I, I want, would probably look at first um, was the team that was on the field with you guys in the championship game in, in 2019 was uh, is Winnicott. Um, yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree with you. Um, coming into this season, you know, you know, taking taking my team and my personal bias aside, I, I have them pegged as as probably probably the favorites coming in just based on what they return. And, um, you know, every team has holes, but I, I think they've got a, a great group of returning guys there that can uh, that are hungry, that are yeah, looking, to, looking to get the job done. 
Yeah, um, you know, in, in his email to me, um, uh, Coach uh, Winnicott and Coach Pat Snow did say that they, uh, they're they going to have a lot of new faces, but uh, they are lucky to have some seniors um, with some experience. And, and, you know, the first place I start with them probably is on attack with, with Jack Ellis, who is uh, committed to go to, to Nichols College next year. Uh, I mean, he was a guy that was, was huge for them as a sophomore. I mean, he's a big physical guy, um, you know, tough, Huge tough really defend. Problem for yeah. Teams. yeah. 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 Um, you know, and, and just a guy that, that, you know, even as a sophomore, I mean, they had a lot of, a lot of guys who could score for them on that, um, that runner up team two years ago, but he was a guy that still stood out and was able to get a lot done for them. So I think he's going to be huge for them. And then uh, another guy they got back is, uh, on attack, Ben Chase. Um, and, and, and Ben Merrick, who's a, a midfielder. He was, um, you know, he was a big part of that team too. I know he was uh, maybe not as as played as much as Ellis or some of those other guys, but um, he's a guy I'd be looking to 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 have a big year. I think, well, I'll, I'll tell you what: both Merrick and Chase were on were on my scouting report in 2019, and nothing's changed since then. They're they're you know all three of those guys that you mentioned are uh, are definitely going to draw a lot of attention from other teams. But then I, I think they've got other guys underneath them that that will be able to step up yeah. as well. Um, but those those are a good. I mean, that's kind of why I have them sort of sort of in that in that uh you know forerunner spot there because they've got they've got such a nice core on offense to start with there yeah and then and then on the other end um you know carter reno returns in goal um you know he's uh, a guy who as a sophomore started for them and and it was very good for them uh a lefty goalie too which you know throws guys off a lot doesn't uh, hurt yeah you, i mean it doesn't sound like it's much but um it, it just it is just having that stick on the other side i think from what you're used to seeing is, is really a lot, isn't it? I mean, it, 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 you, you're used to shooting one way and, and maybe having an advantage and it doesn't work that way with a guy holding it, you know, stick the other way. With... Well, it especially, it, it especially comes as a factor in close, you know, but yeah. guys that are taught well, you put a fake on, you put it around the goalie, but you know, a lot of guys, they, they panic, especially in the high school, they turn, you're a right-hander, you're shooting right into the goalie stick at that point. Right. If you're not, so, you know, that's when, when, when I, when I scout goalies and put them on the scouting report, you know, you, you recognize their hand and you say, look, when you turn, you know, you're going to be matched up stick on stick. You got to have the composure to turn put a fake on and put it around the goalie. Otherwise you're just essentially where against a righty, you're at least making them work and come across for an off stick save against the lefty. You're throwing it right to him. So yeah, Carter's got that going for him. But besides that, I mean, he's a he's super, super athletic kid, yeah. uh, good fundamentals, great in the clearing game. And you know, he was there as a sophomore, right? He had that experience. He had that big game experience. So that's going to work. They return uh, Lance Trinciri, uh, you know, comes back as their, as their face off guy. So you get a solid offense, you're solid in the goal and you're facing off. Well, that, that can win you a lot of games alone right there. So, um, you know, like, I think there's going to be a theme here. A lot of teams are going to be looking to rebuild their defense a little bit. And I know that is one area where, where Winnicott will do that, but you know, they have a good system there and, you know, they always seem to have athletes come out. So I can't imagine that their, their defense isn't going to be good. Uh, luckily or unluckily, we don't play them till the end of the season. So my guess is by that time, they'll have it figured out. If they don't be, and that, that should be fun. Both both teams probably clicking at, at a high level. That'll be uh, it'll be fun to watch. Another guy I want to mention for them too. Another midi, uh, Cole Fisher, who is uh, going to Wentworth. Um, I believe next. Uh, yeah, I believe he's a senior. Um, he, you know, he is. Uh, you know, another guy that's returning with some experience for them. But yeah, yeah, you talk about what are they going to be able to do defensively? I mean, it starts with in the goal, and then they've got a couple guys that maybe don't have as much experience, but. Um, you know they're going to be key. Uh, Sean Wolves, uh, Nico Zaney, and uh, James O'Hara. Who anybody that watched when it kind of during the basketball season uh, knows what kind of kid he is. He's a tough, tough kid, uh, fast kid. So that's uh, a big, uh, probably key element for them on defense. Guy that can, you know, maybe uh, maybe help him in the clearing game. You know, not so much with his, uh, you know, passing, but but with his speed. Yep, absolutely. You know, it'll be it'll be how much those guys have put into their into their stick skills in the off season. But uh, you know. Winnicott used to be known as, as, well, I mean, they still are a very good football school, but I think their identity, you know, they, they are seeing themselves more and more, uh, you know, as a, as a lacrosse school. And so it's, uh, they're getting more year round lacrosse guys to come out. And so, um, you know, I, that's, again, I put them as one of the, one of the top, top teams coming into the season. So who else, who's right, who's right behind them then? Do you, do you see someone, uh, or, or I guess maybe not right behind them, but in that mix with them as a, a top contender? Well, let, let, let's stick with the, if we're, we went, we went alphabetical order. So let's go in reverse, reverse. alphabetical order here. I, I've got, uh, I've got Wyndham in that mix. I don't know how you see them, but I yeah, think, absolutely. Um, you know, I think out of all the teams 
who were affected by the pandemic last year, I feel the worst for, for Wyndham. They had a, a really deep, strong team, top to bottom offense, defense in the goal last year. And, um, you know, they're, they're still going to be based on what they had returning. They're still going to be going to be good, but that they're a team that again was, uh, you know, really that last year would have been a great year for them when it kind of same thing. Um, but I, I've got them in that, I've got them in that top tier again. Um, you know, looking at them from indoor, uh, Nate Levine, Syracuse commit at the midfield. Uh, he, again, we talk about matchup problems. He, he's going to be a matchup problem for a lot of teams. Uh, down on attack, you've got you've got Alex Ryan, who went to BG for a year and then came back home, plays at a very high level, also possibly trying to look at playing at a D1 level. Uh, Sawyer Hall at the midfield. Uh, again, big, strong, tall kid, going to get down the alley, good shot on the run. Um you know, again, they're rebuilding the defense a little bit, but Patrick Furtado down close, he's gonna he's gonna be a good one to 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 build around. And then, um, you know, a kid I've been working with a lot, Net was I'm really impressed with that, uh, Chase Hunt as a as a sophomore. You know, could be a, could be a good one for them as well there. Um, so I think they've got a lot of building blocks um, to to do it, and, and I think they're a team that's again hungry. Uh, I know watching them play indoor. Uh, you know, indoor is different. It's a different game, right. but they, yeah. they were able to, uh, they were able to go toe to toe and knock off. I, I believe they knocked off Pinkerton. Yeah, one they, yeah, they did. Um, and so that was, a, that they get, you know, they were all fired up over that and they, as well as they should be. So, you know, it's a, it's a team that uh, we'll, we'll see once we get on the bigger field, you know, 10 on 10, it's a different game, but still uh, a lot of confidence coming out of indoor this winter. And um, it's a team that I think is pretty hungry. So, you know, I, I don't know what, um, I don't know what, you know, protocols are going to be in, in Wyndham or for most places. I imagine it's going to be kind of similar where you've got to, you know, have someone on the team to be able to go and watch. But I would, you know, with, with everybody live streaming um, games these days, I mean, it's so much easier to to watch games. And I would recommend to anyone to, you know, to if you get a chance to check out a Wyndham game, um, just to see Nate Levine, just to get kind of, you know, I mean, we, we talk about, I feel like that's the thing with, with, um, with a lot of in lacrosse is like you, you mentioned a person's name and then you mentioned where they're they're either verbally or, or they've signed on to, to go to school, and just having that you know oh he's Nate Levine he's going to Syracuse, um, I you know just just check him out and, and and take him you know take some time to watch him if you if you haven't before just to see you know what that kind of uh, college prospect looks like um, you know he's got such great size I think you mentioned that um, and he's a guy like that that you know, will probably be in a different position when he finally does get to college than, than what he's going to be asked to do in high school. So I think that's an interesting thing to maybe look out for this year. Yeah. Nate, Nate's a lot like, you know, you have those, you have those college football players, right. That are that right. Are recruited at a high level that maybe, you know, in high school they're playing quarterback, but then all of a sudden they become a linebacker or a cornerback or, you know, a different position. And it'll be, um, you know, Nate was recruited as a really, really good athlete. It reminds me a lot of, you know, Tate Jazokas, right, who, who played back in the day for Kingswood and then Governors, you know, goes to North Carolina and ends up becoming a D-Mitty because he was such a good athlete. Um, and, and Nate's that type of kid that, you know, he's just a really good kid and he'll do whatever the team needs. And I, I think Syracuse is getting a good one there. So, um, but, but that's the thing, you know, I think teams that play Wyndham, if you just key on Nate, you're going to get burned by some of their other guys on offense there. Um, yeah. You know, and if they can, if they can get their defense and goaltending up to speed and, and, you know, uh, work on the faceoff circle, they're going to be, a, they're going to be a problem for teams. You know, they're, they're going to be, I think they're going to play fast and I, I think they're going to score a lot of goals. So um, that's why I've, I, that's why I've got them up there. So I'm, I'm going to continue our uh, reverse alphabetical order here um, okay. and throw Timberlane out there. Um, you know, team that that's like I said, returning back to Division Two after a cycle up in Division One. Um, you know, you, you talk about you know the disappointment of Wyndham, you know, not getting to see what last year looks like. I think Timberlane's another team. Um, you know, not that they were going to run away with with D one or anything, but they had a I think a solid group back uh, that was going to be really competitive in Division One last year, uh, and they still got some pieces left from that. Uh, you know, led by uh, probably on, on on the defensive side first with uh, with Billy Savage. Uh, you know, is going to play at Lemoyne next year, uh, and uh, and a goalie that you know, uh, at least for me, I've I've heard a lot about him, um, and just haven't had a chance to see him yet because he's only he's a sophomore. Uh, Brady Marston, who uh, you know, is who from what I've heard from from you and 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 Coach Blaska and and from a couple other people, he's he's the real deal. 
he is he is the real deal. Uh, he's played, you know, I, he's worked with me a little bit. He's been in the Tomahawk program for a long time. And uh, again, really self, self-driven, self-motivated um, and capable of making all the saves. Good outlet, plays good angles, uh, you know. Yeah, I mean, they've got they've got a good one there to build around. And, you know, I coming down from D1, honestly, they could they could have they could be a top. They would have been in contention to be a top four seed in uh, in Division one, in Division one this year. They watching them indoor. They've got a, a deep group of guys. You know, I think in, in Coach Blasco, what he what he talked to us about is, you know, he doesn't necessarily see, uh, you know, a lot of legit superstars on his team, yeah. but really good players. And I and I would agree from top to bottom, they're they're just solid everywhere across the board. They don't have a lot of holes. Um, and I think if they come together and play and believe, you know, they're a team that's capable of making that run toward toward the championship. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. They've also, um, you know, got two guys on attack that um, I think, you know, the the words that that coach uh, Blaska used to describe them are, are your typical Timberland guys gritty and big right uh, <laughs> and Ryan Freeman um, and Nick Matthews who's uh, actually committed to go play football at Bryant uh, both are seniors um, yeah and, and that's you know his his descriptions on some on and some of these uh, are, are you know I love them um, but yeah those I mean that's what you think of when you think of Timberlane is tough kids um, you know usually big kids uh, his description of, of Nick Matthews as a match truck <laughs> is not is not wrong I watched that kid flatten like flat out just just swim dodge and just flatten kids going to the cage this year so you're gonna have to you know figuring out a game plan on how to stop him is gonna be uh, is gonna be tough because uh, you know you're gonna have to double and double early and hope he doesn't just run both those guys over because uh, he's he's you know that's a nice piece for coach to have there because it it'll it'll take some uh, other teams are gonna have other teams are gonna have to plan against that and then it takes the pressure off of some of your other guys. All right, who's who do we got? Are we are we going in order here, or who's the next team you want to throw in the uh, in the pile of of contenders? Well, I, I mean, there's lots. Of, I think that's another theme is like division two is, is, you know, there's a lot of teams that can, uh, that can get the job done and make, make a run this year. But I would, I would actually, my, my next move would probably be to talk a little bit about Hollis. It was a, you know, a team in 2019 who got off to a really, really good start. Uh, maybe exited the playoffs a little bit earlier than they, they would have liked. Um, but also were fairly young then and return, return a lot of, you know, um, return a very hungry group. Uh, for 2021 here, I think they're they're a group that believe they can get it done. Um, you get two two great pieces. Well, first of all, you got to talk. They, they've got a great coach coming in, in, in Dom Saint Laurent, who uh, was over at, at, at played at Bishop Girton and then UMass, finished up at Franklin Pierce, and now has just been a, a great youth coach in the area here. And now he's inheriting a program that that's capable of winning right away. Um, so they got that going. They got a new turf field. Uh, but but really, I think you start with Joel O'Reilly and Hunter Hudzik uh, down on attack uh, for those two guys. Watching them play indoor, both have put a lot of time in. They're they're smooth. They they've got great connections. They find each other on the field. Um, those two guys, to me, are are going to be a difficulty for a lot of teams to stop um, right there alone. So, um, you know, and I, you know, I, and you mentioned Dom coming in as as the head coach, and and it's. Um, great to see a guy like him uh get into that a position like that because like i said it's a it's a you know it's it's becoming a lacrosse town in some ways and you know at least for the spring um and, and it's um the potential's there uh you know if he's able to to build that up and and kind of hang around there for a little while i mean they because I, th- I think he's there if you include last year i want to say he's like their fourth coach in five years or something something along those lines or maybe fourth in four years it's been uh, it, it, there's been there's been decent stability, but yeah, recently recently there's been there's been some coaching yeah. coaching changes yeah. uh, for for one reason or another. Um, but you know, yeah, I mean that's the key to any program, right? Is is having having stability at the at the coaching um, at the at the head coaching level, and then you know so that the, the younger kids down below can kind of see you know and, and learn the system and and also get to know the coach a little bit there. So. Um, but Dom also inherits, you know, he's got Scotty Walsh and Nett, who I think is a great goaltender, possibly, you know, one of the top goaltenders in the league this year. Um, you know, does a, does a great, incredible ball stopper, very, very uh, active and, and communicates well with his defense. He's got some younger guys and, and Ben Defoe and Tommy Anderson who, who are going to look to contribute right away. Uh, Rudy Rosa on, on defense. So, I mean, they, they've got a lot of pieces. Um, you know, I think 
you know, some of the um, people I talked to in indoor described it as, you know, one of the one of the first Hollis teams in a long time that have a lot of guys that are playing uh, in the off season. And so I think that's what's giving them uh, so much confidence is they have a lot of guys who really, truly care about lacrosse and, and uh, want to have want to have a great season this year. So, again, that's a team that I kind of see, um, you know, being able to make a deep run this year. Uh, similar to 2019, though, just with the way regional schedules and, and cohorts are being set up, um, you know, I think they are going to have to really work hard at practice to compete with each other because the, the the schedule they have is not necessarily the one that's going to um, is going to challenge them a lot potentially this spring. So they're, you know, that that can be a similar issue going into playoffs as they had in 2019. Is you know how hard are they going to be pushed during the regular season? And you know, it's it's just natural if you're not being pushed at practice and you're not really being pushed at games you don't know until you are pushed. Right. And then it may be too late. Um, so, but this is, that's, a, it's a team that, uh, you know, I, I don't think anyone's going to want to see in the playoffs and they're going to be, they're going to be hungry and a tough matchup for anybody. Yeah. It's tough. I know I was looking at trying to find their schedule uh, a couple weeks ago and um, you know, it looked like I, you know, what I found, I wasn't sure if it was correct and what I'm, I just pulled up now. I mean, they've got, you know, a couple games with Campbell, a couple games with Pelham uh, on this couple games with Milford um, and then Sauhegan. So uh, they're only like D2 games, it looks like, are with Alvern, Keene, and Memorial. So it's um, – so yeah, that, right. that schedule is that schedule is correct. That's that's the that's, cohort yeah. that they're that they're playing okay. in there. So, you know, Sauhegan, uh, you know, definitely definitely will give them a, a good game. Pelham's always tough. Um, but, you know, they've got, a, they've got a lot of teams that traditionally have struggled, might, might be better this year. But, um, you know, again, it, it's uh, – yeah, not they're not playing they're not playing the teams traditionally in Division Two that are that that have been really right. good yeah. in the past. But it is a weird year, so you it never is, know. It's a weird year, and that's a, I think that's kind of a good segue maybe to the team I was going to go to next. Um, All right, we've we've gotten this far down the line, and uh, we're, I'm just now we're going to mention Portsmouth. Um, you know, a team that that has been, um, you know, the last uh, I don't know what five six years been kind of a perennial. Uh, challenger in the division. You guys played them two years in a row in the championship game. I know uh, we've always had great games yeah. with them, and I, I'm no matter what Coach Fisher says, I'm still expecting <laughs> that we're going to have a great game with them. Uh, I think if nothing else, both teams will, you know, get themselves up to play their best against each other because it is it is such a it is such a fun great rivalry. Uh, we've had some great games with them, and we've been lucky enough to to come out on top the last few times. Um, but just you know incredible games and and i don't doubt as much as much as coach Fisher is saying he doesn't have anything i know he does <laughs> and uh they will they will be ready so yeah, they um, they did get hit hard though uh they did. losing about a dozen kids to to graduation from last year and then it looks like they lost a couple kids to to you know prep school as well um but have three three senior captains back in uh in owen ingerson uh henry fitzpatrick and uh danny botterill um to the first two of those guys, uh, both on defense. So that's, I mean, that's a good place to start, especially when you're trying to replace uh, a pair of goalies that were as good as the two that they had uh, for what felt like forever. Absolutely, you know, they they do. That's the one plate they've got to they've got to you know work on the the faceoff circle and the goaltending the goaltending uh, crease there and, and break in some new people there. But uh, you know, to me, two guys that that have played for me in the um, and the Tomahawk program, Don Maldary and then Dylan Ralphs are, are two good pieces to build around. Um, they're they're going to be they're going to be instrumental in, in helping that offense grow. Uh, Houston Heidinger, um, you know, as a midfielder for them, is going to be really good. Mike Durkin, uh, been around for a long time, I believe. He he was more of a, a, a D midi in the past, and I think he'll probably good really good athlete. I think he'll probably be contributing for them this year. And then, you know, I think it's like all of us, like we just don't know. We, we lost a year right, yeah. with, with our freshmen who are now sophomores and you have your freshmen coming in. So essentially you have like two freshman classes. So, right. you know, I, I think I think Coach Fisher probably has a lot more there than than he's leading on with. It's just you don't know yet. You know, like all of us, we're going to we're going to figure it out as the year goes on. So it won't surprise me if, if I see Portsmouth beating up on teams again. So <laughs> uh, who's on who's next on your list then? Uh, you know, I think, you know, a team that, uh, I think, again, we get this far and we haven't talked about them yet. And it seems like every year they're, they're in the final four, uh, you know, Goffstown, yeah. um, you know, I, th I think we start with, you know, Goffstown, uh, would have been coach Lawson's return to coaching. And everybody remember, uh, coach Bill Lawson, who was very successful at Bo, And then he brought the central program along there. 
uh, stepped away for a little bit, was a longtime uh, lacrosse mem- um, lacrosse committee member, was on the All-American Committee, and now so he's back coaching and takes over Goffstown. And, um, you know, again, without having seen them play, I know they, they lost a lot between the two years in, in 2019 and 2020, but they do return John Irwin facing off, probably one of the better face-off guys in our in our division, and they've got Grady Cretian and, and, and Net. So if you're going to rebuild, you've got the, the two most important spots there that are covered in those two guys. So it'll be kind of interesting to me. They always, they're always physical. They're always blue collar and they, they come and they seem to get better and better as the year goes on there. Um, you know, so to me, I, you know, do you think, did I miss anything there, Joe? Do you think? No, you think that's, I, I'd I mean, agree with that last part though. I mean, that Goffstown is always a team that, that when we get to the last couple of weeks of the regular season, they are usually playing their best lacrosse. Um, and I, I think part of that just, you know, Part of that, I think, has to do with just the um, the the field situation. You know, they they play on that grass field that um, you know they they put a lot of work into that, and and sometimes it's still a little um, you know a little muddy, a little sloppy, um, especially in the spring. So I mean, I think they're maybe doing a lot of parking lot uh, practices uh, or or inside the gym uh, at some point. You know, so that that probably plays into it a little bit. Um, but you know, definitely a team that that when you get them into the playoffs, and like you said, they you know. Uh, two years ago, they made kind of a surprise uh, Final Four run, um, you know, winning a couple of games. I think they were actually down at halftime of the opening round in the opening round against Wyndham and, and had to come back and win that one. So it's uh, yeah, no, th- yeah. that's what I mean. They're very resilient groups. Yeah. They work hard. They're they're very successful in, in a lot. They get a lot of two and three sport athletes out. And yeah. so, you know, those kids, as they as the lacrosse skills develop over the spring, they get better and better and they, they come together as a team at the right time. So. You know, and Coach Lawson's been there before, so he knows how to do that. And I have no doubt that they'll get back there again. Um, you know, and, and we had said earlier that, that uh, you know, maybe there was no team outside of Wyndham that was hurt more by the uh, the, the pandemic last year. But I, I would make an argument, too, that uh, Coach Coach Houlihan and, and St. Thomas were equally upset that they didn't get a chance to play last year, too, because they, they had a really strong senior class and a lot of guys that they, they, they were really excited about that possibly could make a make a deep run last year towards that. And, um, you know, I know, I know Sean feels like, you know, their team's a little bit young this year, but uh, you know, Marcus Broom for them on attack is, is going to be huge for them. And uh, another kid that I've coached Anthony DiMartino down the attack, uh, outstanding player, really shifty, great stick skills, good vision. You know, they, they are going to be young. Um, he's got two seniors and four juniors and the rest of the squads, sophomores and fresh. So he's got basically two, He's got six guys and then basically a giant class of freshmen is what he's got. So, but again, outstanding coach knows the game, knows how to motivate. They got a new turf field. Guys are going to be fired up. Um, you know, I, again, not going to be an easy out. He'll scheme it up and he'll do a great job with those guys. Um, kind of reminds me the other day we were, we were out and um, just with the grass field situation right now, everything's still wet. We had uh, boys, middle school, girls, middle school, girls JV and varsity and boys JV and varsity all sharing the turf field for two hours and the kids were complaining and like there must have been 100 kids out there and I just turned and looked at one point and I said guys stop complaining you're not on you're not in a gym and you're not on a parking lot nobody's gonna cry nobody's gonna cry for you right now you're not in quarantine either so that's we're not uh, in quarantine either knock on wood we're we're out here playing so I mean everybody everybody's going through it right now but um yeah no I think I think St. Thomas um I, I fully expect uh you know wouldn't it wouldn't it be right if if the if the open tournament does go off they pick out of a hat and Derryfield and St. Thomas are playing in the quarterfinals oh, again? wouldn't I mean, that just be yeah, like I mean, it, it's almost it almost has to happen right I you mean, mean that hasn't you know, already that hasn't already been set up yet you guys it's probably <laughs> already been predetermined right it's probably already they, they they probably froze the envelope and uh you know we're probably we're it'll be it'll happen somehow even though we're not regionally close to no, each other no no it'll just happen. you know oh it's funny how wait a minute this actually says they're over here well we needed dairy field in the seacoast. They yeah, had to, they yeah. had to get added to the seacoast region. Yeah, exactly. So. I'm sure all those guys would love that too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go here with um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna call these guys my sleeper team for for 2021. Uh, I think I know where you're going. Yeah, are I'm you going, staying? In, are you staying in the seacoast? Staying region? on the seacoast. I'm gonna go with Oyster River Newmarket. Uh, I knew it. All right. As a team to kind of uh, you know. I don't disagree with you. Uh, yeah. Um. You know, we've been we've been um. <sighs> Keeping an eye on them, I think, um, you know, probably since uh, Robbie Haley's taken over that program. Uh, it's been, a, I want to say, three or four years since he uh, became the head coach out there. And uh, the last 
couple years, they've taken their lumps. They've had a lot of young kids. Um, you know, they've got those kids have all gotten a ton of experience. Last year was kind of supposed to be maybe their um, their coming out party. Um, you know, as as um, juniors and sophomores, of course, we, we missed out on that. Uh, but they didn't. I mean. I don't think they lost anybody. I don't think they had any seniors on the roster last year. Or if they did, it was, you know, a guy who didn't play too much or, or you know, some kind of something like that. Um, you know, and they returned some of maybe the top uh, top guys in the division, I think, in, in Hayden Marshall, uh, Ethan Todd, and, and Emerson Moore. Um, you know, and, and I think all three of those guys have been playing since they were freshmen. So, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm and, really – Yeah, and play on the club level and play at a high level. I mean, Hayden Marshall, bona fide, you know, probably probably first-team All-State, you know, uh, uh, potential there. Definitely. In I, fact, was he I, – boy, I should know this, but I, I, he was either first or second team as a sophomore. And, uh, you know, definitely, definitely, uh, you know, one of the guys that they will lean on heavily, heavily this year. Um, and, again, you know, another team that very hungry to go out and, and, and improve and, and go deeper, advance in the tournament – my my returning guys, my seniors are well aware. We had our meeting. We were going through the schedule, and and they warned everybody. Right? They I didn't even have to say anything. They warned. Them, they go, this is not the Oyster River team that that many of you would know from other years. So they they know that that this team is returning a lot of a lot of good players, and uh, you know we know we've got to be prepared. We got to play them twice in a, you know within three days. So we're, we're definitely we've got these games circled as ones that we're looking out for this year. Yeah, I'm very excited to see, um, you know, see what they have uh, or what, how they look. Um, two other guys I want to mention, too, um, you know, outside of that kind of big three, uh, Amani uh, Harvey on defense and uh, Finn Mason in goal, um, two guys that, um, you know, again, also return. Um, so this should be – or excuse me, uh, Mason, I believe, is uh, a sophomore who, who may just be stepping into goal um, this year for them. Um, so, yeah, really – Really looking forward to to what they look like, and I'm trying to find an answer to your your question there about uh, about Hayden Marshall. He was first team All State. All, I, thought, all division. I thought so. I remember. Yeah, I thought I remembered correctly yeah, there as a, as a sophomore. So, yeah, pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, I, I think Coach Coach Haley, Coach Ruffy's got a got a nice squad there, and um, again, yeah, that that Seacoast region is loaded this year. I mean, you've got that you've got your traditional powers and in Winnicott and Portsmouth and St. Thomas and Oyster River and Dover kind of playing Play, a regional they, schedule yeah, there. Playing all of them. Um, you know, that's that's a great I mean, if you if you're gonna have a cohort, that's a that's a pretty nice cohort to have out there. That's very competitive games. Um, I think Exeter might be playing a couple of those teams too out there. So um, you know, a lot of good if you if they do, if you if it's live streamed or or you get, are able to see some of those games socially distant, uh, you know, there's gonna be some good lacrosse played out on the seacoast this year. Yeah. Um, so I think I, I don't know, does that does that kind of cover all of the teams that we'd we'd throw maybe in the um the contender category or or is there anyone else? Well, that I think there's two teams. At? I think there's two teams that we can talk about that we, you know, maybe um we've got to kind of watch and see. I mean, I I I'd like to I, I have a tremendous amount of respect for Ryan Gardner and what he does up at Hanover and them coming down from division one. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh I think these guys, you know, whenever you come down, it's it's the same reason why I think Timberlane uh, can be very successful this year. They've been battle tested, right? You you know what it takes to to get yourself ready for a division one game. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if Hanover stepped in and had some success right away. I, I don't know a whole lot about their roster. Um, we don't get a lot of guys that come down to the central area to play on the club teams and things like that. But um, I know Coach Gardner keeps these guys, um, you know, active in the offseason. You know, he pointed out uh, Noah Fahey uh, was a starter in 2019, team's third leading scorer. Uh, Brett Simmons, who's on the basketball team, he was a captain there. He's a two-way midfielder. Uh, and then Seamus Murphy at the midfield, too. So, you know, three guys that, you know, are going to be sort of the glue guys for them on offense there. And then, you know, he just kind of basically said that these guys, they, they the seniors lost their year last year as juniors. They're super motivated, um, you know, and, and I think they, they feel like now, okay, we're down in Division Two. We can we don't have to play Bishop Girton twice. We don't have to play Pinkerton <laughs> twice. Exeter, you know, like right. there's there's momentum, you know, and, and I think so. And, and Coach Gardner, again, very good coach. He'll he'll have those guys ready to play and schemed up well to uh, to go out there and play. And so. their their schedule is kind of interesting because they're in a, a spot, a location where I mean, they get Lebanon twice uh, on their schedule, um, but they're they're actually going to be kind of moving around a little bit. Um, you guys play them, right? Um, yep. They play Goffstown, Central, Memorial, uh, Keene. So that's a little little bit closer um, than some of these other schools. But, yeah, they're 
their schedule is uh, pretty interesting. I'm guessing a lot of these schools they've never played before either, so that should be that should be fun. It should be fun. It'll it all if nothing else, there'll be some interesting rivalries and different games that have never you know they, you don't normally get to play on a year in and year out basis. So it'll be it'll be neat to see them play. It'll be neat to see them play this year. So um, who are uh, who's the other team that you were going to mention there? Uh, the other team that I was going to mention was Merrimack Valley. Yeah. Um, I think Merrimack Valley is a team that you know year in and year out. Uh, is in is in the mix and they you know they they always have two or three teams playing indoor um you know coach randy arant you know he, you know we mentioned his son earlier playing playing up at uh umass you know uh so you know they've got they've got a good coach there looking for him um you know i think it's a team that again missing last year really hurt in their development of younger guys so um you know I, we don't know necessarily what to what to expect from them but i think um you know they have they have a guy in Noah Miller and Andrew Beck who I think would be two you know potential All State guys, um, you know Beck Beck plays the LSN position. Um, Noah does Noah does a lot. He's going to be able to score from multiple positions on the field. Do they have enough around them? You know, right. um, you know they have they have uh, little you know a, a name from past Carmichael. They have, they have a Carmichael brother and Net um, who plays it plays at a high level. Um, you know, again, so I think that's a team that as the season goes on, we could see more and more from them. Oh. I think, and you know, I, as we said, there's uh, probably a, a good, you know, seven other teams that, uh, you know, that we didn't mention that, um, and, and just not knowing what's going to, you know, what, what everybody looks like this year. Um, you know, I know Bo is usually a pretty strong program. Uh, Cole Brown has had, you know, has, has shown, shown some flashes uh, moving up to D2 um, they were pretty competitive in their first year I think just missing out on a playoff spot um, you know Conval has been a good uh, team in Division 3 they've struggled a little bit being up in D2 and uh, you know John Stark has had some some moments of uh, or some good teams there yep. um, so I mean it's yeah Con- Conval's an interesting team to me uh, you know they, they've got a they've got a really good defenseman in Ronan McNamara who uh, you know could be could be one of the better defensemen in the, in the league this year um, I hey, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you know, as a school district, they've been a little slow in getting in getting think, sports out this year, right? They, I think they, though, they, I think for spring they approved everything, or I could be wrong they about did, that. They but, did. Yeah, no, I'm just saying yeah. in general because you know a lot of these guys they may right. they may you know they they may be hungry to play because oh, they, yeah, they absolutely. haven't gotten yeah. to play okay. a lot yeah. of their other games, you know. So um, I noticed they for the first time in a long time they they had a full squad in our in our indoor league this year and had a lot of guys playing too there. Um, so. Again, I think based on I think they're in that cohort with like Hollis Brookline and Milford and Alvern and, and um, uh, Campbell and some of those schools. So I think they're, they're a team that, that could have some success this year as well. Yeah. You know, and then, um, you know, Kingswood's an interesting team to me, too, because I know last year they had a lot of guys. They had some good returning players, but I just don't know. I, you know, I, that'll be an, a team to kind of watch as well. They're probably yeah. playing more of a Lakes region schedule, maybe playing Guilford and Plymouth and Interlakes and, and teams like that up there. Kennett. Um, you know, teams like that. So there's um, that, that's what's I think going to make the playoffs so interesting, depending on how they, if they do it regionally or whatever, you know, um, you know, you're just probably not going to have a chance to see a lot of these teams because unlike indoor, it's a lot easier to, to live stream uh, basketball games. But oh, you know, when, you're, when you're playing some of these teams out, out in a cornfield someplace, <laughs> you know, Wi-Fi connection may not be, uh, may not be that great in those areas. So uh, I don't know how many of these games will get live streams this year, so I, we'll have to see. I feel like there were. I mean, yeah, you're right. Some of these, other, like we did, we did learn, unfortunately, in the fall that Kennett's not exactly the place that you can uh, live stream a game from. Um, but yeah, I, I'm hoping that some of these are out there, and and I'm I'm hoping, uh, you know, I'm able to kind of one one thing I'd like to do on the on the site is kind of you know going into every day, maybe corral the uh, the links to some of these games. So if there's someone, you know, like you're you've got an off day or or uh, you know, there's someone that wants to check out some other games or you can kind of bounce around and, and, and check in on some of these games that are going on that you can't, you know, can't necessarily go to. Um, That'd be great. I mean, I also think it'd be great for lacrosse in general. I mean, I know it, uh, the basketball community loved it during because you could see, you know, especially grandparents and relatives and other people that, you know, wouldn't normally get to be able to come to the games, could see their kids play. And, um, 
you know, I, I know, uh, I know my wife would appreciate it if I didn't have to travel all over the state <laughs> to scout games. So, you know, if they want to, if they want to live stream them and, uh, you know, have them saved so I could watch them on demand during my Absolutely, lunch break, that yeah. would be great. Well, here's the, here's the so. thing that I thought was, was, I mean, it was kind of exciting to me was, um, I, you know, the, one of the, the BG girls basketball game playoff games that I, I covered this year. Um, I think it was a quarter. Yeah. It was the quarterfinal game. Uh, you had, um, you know, they were playing at five, I think Londonderry and Wyndham, we're playing at four, and someone had set up a TV in the back corner of the gym uh, with that game on it. And, you know, people were getting up periodically and going up over and, and checking out that game. And then when the game ended, I think the Bedford-Concord um, quarterfinal game was still going on. So there were people sitting in the stands on their phones uh, watching that game, which is just, I, I mean, it, it, it I mean, it's you kind of take it for granted. I mean, that's what we do with, with you know, pro and college sports, right? Um, being able to do that for high school games, like, oh, what are you looking at on your phone? It's like, oh, I'm watching, you know, who we're playing next round. It's like, man, yeah. that's, that's just crazy. <laughs> I, I mean, I remember, I remember when you know when Twitter first started being a big thing, and I'd go talk to football coaches on a Friday night, and they'd be like, okay, what scores you got? And I'm like, oh, you know, oh, scrolling yeah. through Twitter, okay, well, this and this one, this one. Um, now it's going to be, you know, oh, did you see this play or did you see that play on on, on the live stream? Now, now you take me back, man. Back when, back when I first got Twitter, back in the early, back in the what, you know, 2000. I think I was late to it too. I did like 2010, 2011, looking up, looking up lacrosse scores and stuff. Yeah, so be good. But you know, it, you know, to kind of wrap things up, uh, I think, I think Division Two honestly is is as open as it's ever been. I think you're gonna see, I think you're gonna see a really competitive division. Uh, I. You know, I, 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 I hope this comes off the right way, but I, I don't think there's any team that is complete from top to bottom with no holes. Right, I think right. there's I think there's a lot of teams with really, really good players and potential if things come together. But I, I don't think you have I don't think you have a team that's going to say, you know, what, we're rolling 10 or 12 guys out there and you're just not going to stop us. Right. Um, I think potentially by the end of the season, there'll be some teams like that. But I, I think um you know, with the, with the pandemic year, I think there's some teams that, that have to fill a lot of holes to kind of figure it out as they go along. So uh, it'll be interesting. You know, it's, uh, it's fun to be back coaching though. Yeah. And uh, we'll be, you know, we'll start to find that out in, in 11 days. So it's, it's coming, it's coming fast. Exciting. Um, too fast, too fast. <laughs> I, there's always, I got done with practice yesterday and I told the guys, I'm like, I, I had about five things written down on my sheet that I wanted to get to that we're just not getting to today. And we'll have to do it tomorrow or, or today as it is. So, uh, another day, always fun, but it's, it's great to be in that position again, to, to go to bed, dreaming of what we're going to be doing at practice the next day. Yeah. So, well, we, uh, so that wraps up division two next week. We're going to get into uh, division three. Uh, we'll give you a little, our little college roundup as well. Uh, and then the week after that, I think we're going to take a look at uh, all three divisions on, on the girls' side. Um, you know, but you know, so we're we're in two weeks. I guess we're going to be uh, we're going to be full into a uh, into a lacrosse season. Uh, fingers crossed. And I think that's going to uh, probably wrap it up for for this week. Um, Chris, thanks again for uh, for joining me as always. Joe, it's been my pleasure, and uh, I think we'll we'll see you this afternoon, right? You coming out to check out our goalies this afternoon? <laughs> yeah, I I'm gonna I'll make an appearance. I, I you know I need to get out of the house. All right, sounds good. He is uh, Dairyfield AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. I am Joe Marcellina. Thanks again for listening.